What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about Endgame. No, not the Taylor Swift song, the fourth movie in the Avengers franchise. You have Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Infinity War, and now Avengers Endgame. I'm not here to spoil anything about this movie. I'm not doing a spoiled podcast. I am going to talk about aspects of this movie that I find most interesting without spoiling any major plot details. So, where we left off a year ago, Thanos snapped his finger and half of Earth's population is now gone. And this movie, Avengers Endgame, is all about our beloved heroes trying to get them back. I'm going to talk about things about this movie that I think work. And the first thing that I think works is that Marvel finally uses Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye in the right way. Jeremy Renner, for those of you people who aren't fans of Renner outside of these movies, Jeremy Renner first caught my radar in a movie called The Town, directed by Ben Affleck. He is the best thing about this movie. He is a two-time Oscar-nominated actor who has been one of the best actors working today. He's been in movies like Wind River. He was in American Hustle. He He's been a star for the longest time. He's been a star since The Hurt Locker, which also featured his Avengers co-star, Anthony Mackie. Basically, since 2010, Jeremy Renner has been one of the biggest stars on the planet. And it's like Marvel just realized how cool he was. He's been underused in these movies. He was fir- We first saw him as Hawkeye in the movie Thor, where he had a quick little cameo as the guy who was going to shoot down Thor because Thor was trying to get back his hammer. That was a cool little cameo. He was cool in that, but it was mysterious and I didn't really care for it that much. And then the next time we see Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye is in Avengers, and then he gets hypnotized by Loki, so we really don't have a connection to this character until Age of Ultron, where we go to his farm and find out he has family and kids and a wife and everything. And even then, I I never bought in to Jeremy Renner's version of Hawkeye. It felt like Disney was underusing one of its biggest assets, and I don't understand why. I didn't like him in Civil War either. I thought he was just there. I don't think he was a big part of this plot. They actually made him a key member of the team in Endgame. Jeremy Renner was not... He was infamously not in Infinity War, and so many people were wondering why. I was wondering why he wasn't in it. I thought they were just sick of finding ways to not use Jeremy Renner's talents, and then they finally stepped up and used Jeremy Renner as a key figure in this movie. He is hit rock bottom at the start of this movie. And it's brilliant to finally make Jeremy Renner cool. It's like the Russo brothers woke up. The directors of this movie one day. And realized to themselves. You know what? This Jeremy Renner dude is actually pretty cool. And a really decent actor. And they use his tools. And he is he's one of the best parts of this movie. He is one of the best things of Avengers Endgame. And they finally used Hawkeye right. Next up for Hawkeye is he's going to be in his own Disney Plus series. I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't want to see a whole Hawkeye movie. Overall, the Jeremy Renner era in Marvel has been weird to me, but they finally made it right 
in Endgame by using one of their best actors in the proper fashion. Another guy I thought was perfect in this movie was Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. Listen, the first Ant-Man was not one of my most favorite Marvel movies, but then I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I saw, wow, you can do a full-on funny Marvel movie and make it work. Paul Rudd is perfect in this movie. Paul Rudd just turned 50 years old, and I think he's reaching new limits to his acting career. I think he's fitting in with these movie stars quite nicely he was the he was the human aspect of this movie he is the guy who didn't know what happened during infinity war he comes back and he's all like what is going on i just thought we were seeing the movie through paul rudd's eyes and it was such a good plan to have paul rudd be around guys like hulk be around like captain america who he still worships paul rudd is such a down-to-earth guy that i think it just works so perfectly for him to play this character i think he's the most underrated member of the avengers going into this movie you don't know quite what to expect from paul rudd but he has stolen two big movies in a row really he was so good in civil war where he grows big and helps team captain america win that fight against iron man he's just so good in these roles he's so good at just being the funny thing in a somewhat serious movie with big explosions happening and big time battles paul rudd is so good at being comedic relief that i just think it works magnificently i want to see more paul rudd and the Wasp. I want to see more movies with Ant Man, and I wouldn't. I don't think I'd say that if there were anyone else playing Ant Man. He works perfectly as Scott Lang, this thief who's redeemed himself and now as a hero, and now he's a hero and he has a daughter. It just Paul Rudd. One of the best casting in Marvel history is Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, and it really pays off in Endgame. Of course, we didn't see him in Infinity War, but Ant-Man and the Wasp was one of the best movies of last year also, and it's underrated, and he, Paul Rudd is just underrated. I have loved Paul Rudd's career since the beginning of it. He, his comedic timing is amazing, and he works perfectly as a hero, which not a lot of comedians would really do. I think it's the best comedian playing a superhero since Michael Keaton's Batman. That's what I think it is. Another thing that really works in these movies is Rocket Raccoon. He is voiced by Bradley Cooper, one of the more serious actors playing one of the funniest roles in this movie. It just works for me. There's so many jokes about Rocket Raccoon denying that he's actually a raccoon. It's so good. Every scene with Thor is just amazing between them. Put Rocket Raccoon in a scene with Chris Hemsworth or Chris Pratt, and you've already got yourself a really good movie. I think he's the heart and the soul of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Listen, I love Chris Pratt. I know we all love Chris Pratt because of Parks and Recreation, but if there was no Rocket Raccoon on the Guardians of the Galaxy, I would probably not like them as much. I probably wouldn't even like them at all. I like Chris Pratt. Dave Bautista is really good as Drax, but Groot is okay. Gamora is okay. The rest of them are okay, but Rocket Raccoon, he, he brings it together. He is the, he's the, he's hilarious. He's the best comic relief that Marvel movies have going for themselves right now. Rocket Raccoon is the best comedic relief any of these movies have. He was amazing in Infinity War. He was one of the best parts of it. I'm sorry. In 2019, 
I am telling you, one of the best things of a Marvel movie is a talking raccoon. That's where we are, people. I'm sorry, I have to be the one to admit it. I enjoy Rocket Raccoon in these movies. He's one of the best aspects of the the franchise in these past two years of watching Rocket Raccoon interact with other characters has been awesome. The thing about these movies that I find so interesting, Thanos has been building and building and building in these movies since 2012. He made his first real appearance in the movie in 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's when Josh Brolin officially started to play the character. And after Ultron, I was like, why where is Thanos now? Why isn't he here? Why wasn't he the Avengers sequel villain? But now I see the grand scheme of things, and I, I will say this, it was worth the wait. Josh Brolin as Thanos lived up to the hype. Listen, Josh Brolin was in another superhero movie last year, Deadpool 2. He was so much better as CGI Thanos. It's ridiculous. I enjoyed him as Cable. He's a really good actor, but he was way better as Thanos. To me, Thanos is the second best villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Number one, people is Tom Hiddleston's Loki. I'm sorry. Thanos, there was nothing Thanos could have done to overtake Loki. Loki was so good in Thor. Loki was so good in Avengers. The two movies where he was the key villain are two of my favorite movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But Josh Brolin was worth the wait. He was even worth going through that whole Ultron mess. And Loki, Lo, but Loki's a better villain. I, I think they're one and two. They're one and one A. How about that? Loki's one. Thanos is one A. One snap of a finger, he got rid of everyone. He was really good in this movie, also. Josh Brolin just really brought depth to this character, and he had reasoning behind it. He didn't think of himself as evil. And to me, those villains are the ones that make the most interesting characters. Josh Brolin brought this character to life he probably went through a lot of cgi weirdness but it was good the character was good and i had my doubts whether or not they could do this because we've seen other movies fail at this x-men apocalypse had a character similar to thanos called guess what apocalypse and he didn't live up to the hype sometimes it's hard to play the cgi villains oscar isaac couldn't really pull it off but josh brolin did and for that he needs to be rewarded. He, he pulled it off. The Russo brothers and Josh Brolin pulled off a, an amazing villain. He is the second best villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Again, behind only Loki in my in my estimation. Next thing I want to talk about, seriously, in this podcast, now that Avengers Endgame is out, I want to talk about Robert Downey Jr. I don't think there will ever be an actor more... I don't think there will ever be an actor more connected to a character than Robert Downey Jr. has been to Iron Man. This this character resurrected Robert Downey Jr.'s career. We know about his personal struggles. This was his epic bounce back. He is so connected to this character. Tony Stark goes through ups and downs. Robert Downey Jr. has gone through ups and downs. Robert Downey Jr., this was his comeback. There, I'm sorry, there's never going to be a relationship between a character and an actor ever again. Robert Downey Jr. is a million times richer, wealthy and probably health-wise, 
because he played this character. I mean, his whole entire life has seemed to be turned around because of this character. Uh, we all now think of Robert Downey Jr. as one of the best actors around. And there were plenty of people who thought he was before there was an Iron Man. I understand that. But Robert Downey Jr., if he is in a movie, I am going to sit down and watch it. It does not matter what that is going to be next. He can play Sherlock Holmes forever now. He's going to be in Dr. Doolittle. He makes movies into big franchises now. This this franchise, this Iron Man, what has he been in? Ten movies as Iron Man? That is insane. No actor will ever be as connected to a character as Robert Downey Jr. is to Tony Stark and Iron Man. When I look at Robert Downey Jr., I will always think to myself, Iron Man. But he is a great actor. He will do other things. But he was amazing in these movies. And that should never be forgotten. He was amazing. He should be in Oscar discussions more, particularly for Civil War. I thought he really brought it. I thought that was his best movie as the Iron Man character. He was also the branch of the new movies mixed in with the old movies. Him in Spider-Man Homecoming was a genius move, making him Peter Parker's mentor. Tony Stark was the glue, and it's going to be interesting whether or not Marvel can stay at the same pace without Robert Downey Jr., because I think for the longest time, he's been the key to this whole franchise, to the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. He has been the key cog to this machine of movies, and it's been exciting to see. The next thing I want to say, Marvel, to me, also did the impossible with one character. They made Hulk interesting time and time again. I've been saying this for years. Hulk, to me, is a boring character. He's angry, and he becomes super strong, and he becomes almost unbeatable. But the last three movies in particular, they have done amazing things with Bruce Banner to make him more interesting. First, in Thor Ragnarok, when it was only Hulk and no Bruce, I thought that was fascinating. That was an interesting thing to do with the character. Then you have Infinity War, where it's just Bruce and no Hulk. And even that was interesting because we got a full movie of Mark Ruffalo with no Hulk. And I thought that was a good That was a good choice to do something different. And then in this movie, you get something completely different. I'm not going to spoil it. You get something completely different. I love the direction they have taken this character. They have done interesting and new things to make Hulk interesting. There is a there is a, a smart guy who wants to be strong, and then there is a strong guy who wants to be smart. And last movie, when Hulk didn't want to come out and fight Thanos, was one of the more interesting plots of Infinity War. Because Thanos beat him up at the end of Ragnarok, as we all know now. And he didn't want to refight Thanos. But then in this movie, in Endgame, you get something completely different. And to, to do that with a character that can be boring, I mean... This has been my problem with some of these superhero movies. Some of these characters are so powerful, it's boring. Superman has been boring for movies for years now. They have found a character in Hulk who is almost unbeatable, but yet they've made him way more interesting than he probably has the right to be. And that, to me, is extremely good writing, an extremely good plot by the Russo brothers, and by Thor Ragnarok. Hulk and Thor Ragnarok is the second best thing in that movie to Chris Hemsworth, but more on him later. 
They did an amazing job of Mark Ruffalo mixing with the Hulk to it feeling like an actual performance and not a guy because it was starting to get bad with Hulk. I'll tell you when it was starting to get bad. Age of Ultron. I was like, I need less Hulk in my life. The the when Black Widow sings a song to turn him back to Bruce Banner. I was like, okay, this is becoming less interesting. And then he went away for a while. But then to bring him back in Thor Ragnarok and resurrect my interest in the character is an extremely hard thing to do. And I thought the Russo brothers did that perfectly. And Takiwa Titi, the director of Ragnarok, did a great job in reintroducing the character and making him one of the most interesting characters in the universe, which is a hard thing to say right now because there's a lot of interesting characters, but Hulk is clearly a standout and one of the original six. Endgame is a movie with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man and Chris Evans as Captain America. But I think the most surprising thing of these two movies, Infinity War and Endgame, they have been dominated by one actor and one actor alone. The MVP of both of these movies to me is Chris Hemsworth. He had to do two very different two very different approaches to playing Thor in these movies. In Infinity War, he has to play Thor at rock bottom. In Ragnarok, he lost his planet, he lost his brother at the beginning of Infinity War. He is going through a tough time. Endgame is him dealing with that tough time and trying to get over it. They are two completely different performances. He has the most change between Infinity War and Endgame, and it is fascinating to watch, and it has made me think Chris Hemsworth is the most valuable player that Marvel has going. His comedic timing has evolved brilliantly. He has been given some of the best lines in these two movies. In particular, Bring Me Thanos is one of the best lines in Marvel history, and then in Thor Ragnarok, he has the line, he's a friend from work, when he's about to fight the Hulk. Those two lines, bring me Thanos and he's a friend from work, are two of the biggest lines in the past two years. And they've all been given to Chris Hemsworth. The amount of joy Chris Hemsworth has brought back. After Thor The Dark World, I was like, this stinks. I don't need Thor in my life. Now I think nobody else could be playing this character. I was down on Hemsworth after Thor The Dark World. And I was down on Thor in general. But now I'm completely back in the Chris Hemsworth bandwagon. He is... He's going to be in the Men in Black movies. I think he's one of the most interesting, and he's quickly becoming one of the best actors in the world. If you had told me in 2012 after seeing Avengers that Thor would be the one to steal the show, I would say no way that would ever happen, but it has happened. He has become interesting, funny, and he is playing the character, and it's, he can be the most intense character, and can be the funniest. And I don't think you can say that about any other Marvel character right now. Next thing I want to talk about is what makes Infinity War and Endgame work. For me, they are perfect comic book movies in there. There are complex plots, great battles, and amazing superhero team-ups that you don't expect. This is exactly what it would be like to actually read a comic book. 
We had to wait a year for the telling of the story. And we had, and some comic book fans have to wait months and months to see these stories unfold. These are comic book movies. This is exactly like it would be if you were reading a comic book. Time travel, insaneness plots, Thanos, guys who snap their fingers and the world goes away. This is what comic books are like. The Russo brothers have brought comic books to life like no one has before. These are the t- these two movies combined are the best movies that show you what a comic book movie should be like. I cannot wait to watch both of these movies back to back when Endgame comes on DVD. Because after I watched Endgame, I was like, man, it would be amazing to watch these movies in a row. Infinity War and then Endgame because they play off each other so perfectly like a comic book would. It's insane how good the plot is and it connects everything that's happened over the last 22 movies in 10 years together and it it's so good how it wraps it all up. It does everything a final comic book edition of a story would do. It wraps everything in a perfectly beautiful bow. Perfectly, I'm not joking, perfect ending to this saga, like a comic book would end. And there is a battle scene when all of your favorite characters are there, just like it would be on a comic book cover. These two movies, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgames, are the perfect comic book movies. And I don't think they can ever be surpassed in that way. You can do what they did, but you are never going to shock us like that again, probably. Ever, but it will be interesting to see if Marvel can continue to shock us. It will be interesting. Wait a whole year for a movie and then for that movie to live up to the hype, I think is an extremely difficult thing to do, and the Russo brothers did it perfectly. Okay, moving on. I think this is the thing I find most interesting about these movies, is the end of some of our favorite characters. And we're thinking about Captain America, but what I'm thinking about as a huge movie fan, what will be next for Chris Evans? When I first saw Chris Evans, he was playing the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four movies. They were not very good. But back then, we didn't expect our superhero movies to be that good. Then he went away for a little bit. He appeared in movies like Scott Pilgrim and he did his own thing but then in 2011 he popped up as Captain America and since that moment I've been blown away by the performance he brings it in a different way each and every movie his performance in Civil War is top notch I think it's his best performance as Captain America also Winter Soldier fantastic I think the Captain America trilogy is the best trilogy of the Marvel comics. You have Captain America, the first Avenger, Winter Soldier, and then Civil War. Those are the three, those are the three best for a character to have. I mean, Iron Man, the, the, the next two are kind of iffy. Thor, he, Thor has two out of three, but Captain America is the one whose trilogy is like, it's one of the best movie trilogies ever. I'm not joking. And two of them are directed by the Russo brothers. That trilogy just keeps getting from good to great, to the greatest, really, in my opinion. That trilogy is insanely good. If you want to watch a Marvel movie trilogy. But the most interesting thing about Chris Evans is what's going to be next? Is he going to be a guy who does these more independent movies? I saw the movie Gifted, and I loved him in it. Again, he's doing this Nine Knives movie with Ryan Johnson, the director of The Last Jedi. 
Is Chris Evans going to be a full-fledged movie star now? Which I think he has the ability to be. It's going to be very fascinating. He's from the Boston area, so I have a rooting interest for him. I find him to be a fascinating guy. He's had some trouble dealing with the fame of being Captain America, it feels like. His career from now on is going to be fascinating what he's going to do. And I'm, I'm seriously rooting for the guy. He has brought... So much joy playing Captain America. He's had some of the best battle scenes, and he brings it in Avengers Endgame. Again, one of his better performances as a character. It will be interesting to see what's next for his career. He can keep doing these big-scale movies. He can direct. He has choices, and it's going to be interesting to see what he does with those choices. You can say the same thing for Robert Downey Jr. Again, the next Downey Jr. movie is Doolittle. And with Chris Evans, he's doing Nine Knives, a movie with Ryan Johnson, the the director of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Those two careers are going to be fascinating to see what they knew next, particularly Chris Evans, because he has all the fame in the world. He's not even 40 years old yet. His career keeps rising. Can he do it without this character? Or are we only going to think of Chris Evans as the goody two-shoes Captain America? Only time will tell on that one. This is the last thing I want to talk about on this podcast. So in 2012, when the Avengers first assembled, let's say, there were six key figures in these movies. Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, and Chris Hemsworth. Now I believe we have six new figures who are the key to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they are in no particular order. Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, Tom Holland as Spider-Man, Anthony Mackie as Captain America, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, and Chris Pratt as Star-Lord. These will be the new stars of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, Chris Hemsworth might still be involved in some way, and there are other characters like Ant-Man still looming. But these six figures are replacing the six of the Avengers. And I think if we're going to have any more crossovers, if we're going to have any more Avengers movies, these six will be at the helm of it. Brie Larson is a star, and it's interesting this time around, they went for more proven stars this time, probably because they had the money and they now have the the cachet of being Marvel movies. They were able to get an Oscar winner like Brie Brie Larson. Chadwick Boseman was already established. Tom Holland, again, is the newcomer, but Anthony Mackie's been in a bunch of things. Benedict Cumberbatch, Chris Pratt, those are the key six figures to me going forward in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think we're going to have way more space adventures, again, with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and now with Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. They're taking this to space, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be interesting if the audience is going to keep going with them into space and leaving the the planet Earth. It's going to be interesting what happens to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The next movie on the plate is Tom Holland's Spider-Man's Far From Home with Jake Gyllenhaal playing the mysterious Mysterio. That one's going to be interesting to see what happens. What's the aftermath of Endgame to Peter Parker? Again, these six figures replacing the new ones. The era is over 
for Robert Downey Jr., for Chris Evans, for Mark Luff, Ruffalo, for Scarlett Johansson, for Jeremy Renner, for Chris Hemsworth. They have had the best run of a franchise I could ever think about. 22 movies these six, fig- six figures have been at the helm for. It will be interesting to see if the Marvel Cinematic Universe even has 22 movies more up their sleeve. That will be interesting, but their legacy, those six actors are going to have an enormous legacy. They'll probably never be able to escape those roles. They have brought me endless amounts of entertainment. Part of me that think it's going to be impossible for the newcomers to live up to that hype, but it will be interesting again to me. Brie Larson, Chadwick Boseman, Tom Holland, Anthony Mackie, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Chris Pratt are now the new six faces of Marvel. They are the Avengers now. If they're ever going to do another full-on Avengers movie, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, that's all for this podcast. Infinity War has happened. Endgame has happened. Thanks again for listening to the Pop Culture Spotlight Podcast. There are exciting things happening on this podcast. Weekly, new episode of it comes out every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Thanks again, and I love you all 3,000. 